Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. This is episode 101, and I'm Stephanie. And I'm Diana. Sorry that we missed posting an episode a couple of weeks ago. If you're a longtime listener, you know we are a little bit off schedule. So thanks for hanging in there with us. It's just been it's that crazy time of year. Baseball season has started even in Michigan, even though it doesn't feel like it's been baseball weather at all. Right. Hopefully now that May's here, we can have a game that's not in the freezing, cold, windy, rainy temperatures, but we'll see. So we still have a handful of years left in our travel ball journey, um, but this year marks Diana's eighth year in my seventh year of travel baseball or showcase baseball, whatever you want to call it. So we wanted to take some time to reflect on things that we learned over the years or that we wish we knew when our kids started travel ball. So Diana, start us off. Right. So we've got nine things total that we wish we knew when we started this crazy journey. The first one is we wish we knew not to sweat the small stuff. So basically, this goes back to what Stephanie and I always talk about, how like at 8U or the younger years, parents seem like kind of just really wound up. Um, and this is like a general rule. Obviously, there's a million exceptions. Um, but if you just go sit and watch an 8U game, th- those seem to be the ones where you see like parents screaming at umpires and people getting tossed. So basically, let's just kind of chill out. Um, don't sweat every bad call an umpire makes. There's going to be some inexperienced poor umpires at 8U, at 10U, at 12U, and all the way mm-hmm. through. So I think to some degree, just kind of like, just realize it's part of baseball. That's what baseball is. It's it's part of it is having that human judgment. It's going to happen. And explain that to your kid too, that there's going to be bad calls. That's just part of the game. Um, Don't sweat your kid's batting average in 10U baseball. <laughs> I mean, as crazy as that sounds, I think we've all been there too, especially if you're a numbers person like I am, or you're really into mm-hmm. Game Changer. There's probably a parent that's just doing the best they can. They did not go to scorekeeping school. They're not trained, (laughs) paid professionals. They're just doing the best they can so that you can watch the game. The stats aren't going to be perfect. It doesn't matter. No college coach is looking at your 10U kid stat. Um, No, they are not. Yeah. If your kid is sitting the bench a little bit more than you think they should, or they're not getting the pitching reps you think they should, or maybe you think your kid should be the shortstop because he's better than Johnny and Johnny made two errors every game. And like, you know what, there's a lesson to be learned in sitting the bench. There's, there's value in learning a lot of other positions. Just, I guess that's my best advice. I wish I could go back and tell myself is to just relax, let your kid play the journey out, work hard and, uh, and don't worry about it. Um, Stephanie and I have always preached, don't stay up all night scrubbing those white baseball pants, trying to remove every yes. stain. You have better things to do with your time. If you love a white baseball pant, sparkling clean, good for you. If that's one of your priorities, go for it. But for most of us, we have other things that are going to land higher on the priority list. So if your kid's showing up to a game in dirty baseball pants, like we will not judge you. Most of us won't. Mm-mm. Um, Not at all. Let your kiddo hang out at the hotel. Maybe let them swim on a Friday night, even if they have a Saturday morning game. I know we've all been there where coaches are freaking out or parents are freaking out because you don't want them to be tired. You want them to be at their best. And I get that. But there's more to this experience than just baseball. And they're not paid professionals. This is for fun. So let them. This is, again, my opinion, but let, let them have fun. Let them enjoy the experience. And they might remember hanging out at the pool with their buddies at the hotel more than they remember that 8 a.m. Saturday morning travel ball game at nine years old. Absolutely. Stephanie, you want to go over number two? Absolutely. Number two is to understand how incredibly busy your weekends will be 
for your next uh, future 10 years or however much longer you're going to be doing <laughs> your travel baseball. Um, and Diana and I were just talking about this because I think it slowly, at least for us, it kind of slowly ramped up. Like first they're like, oh, we're going to do like two months every weekend or every other weekend. And then soon you're like, okay, now it's three months of your summer and it's every single weekend. And you're like, wait, what, what, wait, what? <laughs> um, so just be prepared. You're going to be busy for baseball, at least for our travel baseball. Um, it is all year round. So we do practice during the fall. Sometimes we even have some tournaments and things like that in the fall. And then you go throughout maybe one or two months off in the winter, like around Christmas time. Then you pick it back up with more and more practices. And then you do your tournament weekends. Now for high school baseball, that's different, especially in Michigan, because you can't play travel ball and high school baseball at the same time. So we are pretty much done until our high school season is finished. And then we pick up travel there. So yeah, our summer is already planned. <laughs> <laughs> And you sort of have to embrace the like, this is my life now and make the most of those weekends. Um, that's your quality family time. If you can make it into that, those are your vacations. And I've noticed, Stephanie, um, Xander's team is not nearly as busy as Keegan's team is this year, I'm sure. But it's yeah. I, I noticed the high school showcase level area, it's Still busy, but in a different way. So, yeah, we take the high school baseball season off, obviously, for high school baseball. You may have tournaments and whatnot on the weekend for high school ball, though, as well. But if you're going to showcases, then those might be like during the week or those might be in the fall or in the off season. So that's something else to add to the schedule. And then if they're wanting mm -hmm. to go to a bunch of college baseball camps, those are going to fill up a lot of the weekends that you thought you were originally going to have off. So... It's, absolutely. It's a different kind you of busy, but you're still busy. It, right. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So number three is, um, I felt, not that I've experienced it, but I have heard other people talking about it, and I do see a lot of comments on Facebook, but do your research on your teams and your coaches. And I will give a little example. Before we even started our travel ball experience, like we did like this little league thing that somebody was like, yeah, let's go do this weekend tournament. And we were like, okay, cool, let's do it. And then we were like, this is so much fun. We should keep doing this. And then... The fall or the, the summer came where the tryouts came and I was like, you know what, we need to do our research about some travel ball teams around this area. And so I talked to a lot of family members and I talked to um, other people that have been on the organization's team just to see which one I chose because there were a couple around our area. And I wanted to see how these coaches were as well before because there are different levels if we, we have said this before. If you're looking for a fundamental team that's going to teach your kid how to do, you know, the picking up grounders or basic things like that, then that's awesome. Look for a coach that's going to give you more of that because if you're going to go to a competitive team and you're expecting these coaches to give more of like lessons, you're going to be very disappointed. And then your kid is also going to feel, I don't know, not that he's not up to par, but he's going to have a little bit of a hit on his self-esteem just because he's going to be like, all these kids are so much better than me. Why am I, what am I doing here? And then I have to sit the bench. Like, do your research and figure out what team would be the best match for you, um, as well as, you know, if a coach. Like, if you see a coach screaming at kids, sometimes there are. Um, and that's not your kid's style and he's not going to, um, you know, go with that very well. So figure out which coach would be better or choose a different team so that you're not locked in. And then you're like, 
great. We're one month in and my kid's sitting the bench and all the coach wants to do is yell, yell, yell. Like, do your research. Right. Absolutely. Number four thing we wish we knew when we started Travel Ball is to know how much your relationships with family and friends can be affected because of this. And I would say that it's in a good way and in a negative way. Um, You're going to start spending tons of extra time with this busy schedule we just talked about with your new Travel Ball family. Um, In When you spend time with a bunch of people that are all doing the same thing you are, you start thinking like, this is normal. This isn't a totally crazy, weird thing that we do. But it is. (laughs) In the grand scheme of thing, it is. In your your extended family and your friends who aren't part of this world and never had a kid and like super competitive youth sports, they're probably going to think that it's a bit cuckoo. Um, And Mm -hmm. they're not going to understand that you're going to miss out on a lot of things or like, why would you travel to Kentucky to watch your kid play baseball when you just watched them play baseball the last eight weekends in a row. Like, you know, I want to spend time with you too. So with that said, you know, balance, balance is always key. It is okay to miss a kid's game here and there because we have other things in our lives as well. But um, just know that, yeah, people won't understand. Also, um, travel baseball can really test your relationship with your spouse. I know like my husband and I have like a different marriage almost during baseball season than the rest of the year because it's just if you have multiple kids in multiple activities, so you're not all as a family going the same place every weekend and one's going with one kid and one's going with another. I mean, that is you're going to notice the fact that your family is split up a lot and you and your spouse are split up a lot. And so it's it's not always a bad thing. Like space can be good, right? But it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely something to take into consideration that that it is something that your your marriage will have to be able to stand up to, I guess. Absolutely. Um, and just going touching on your the relationship and family and stuff like that, like we uh, we already know, like there's going to be a whole month of like traveling out of state. We're going to be in Florida, in Atlanta for a couple of weeks. And then we're also going to Indianapolis. And so I'm just like kind of bringing it up to my brother. And I was like, anybody want to take a road trip? And he was like, I just don't understand you. <laughs> Like, it's like... Yeah. And that's okay. Like, and I try to explain it and they're like, not there. I'm not there. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that. Like, my friends that I went to high school with have have, uh, kids a completely different age than our kids. They're a lot younger. So they haven't even gotten to the age to do travel ball yet, if that's something they decided to do. But, you know, if they want to get together and do something, they'll be like, is there a weekend in 2024 where you think... You might be available, you know, to go do something. Or my sister-in-law wants to come visit in the summer. And she's like, here's six weekends to choose from. Are any of these available? And I'm like, ah, well, (laughs) you know, I have a a Tuesday through a Thursday at this one point in June that might be okay. And then funny story, something just came up and we, we may not be available, but that's what happens. We also have other two other boys that are younger than my oldest and they are not in travel ball my other kids are they're very they have their own unique abilities and so um you know one likes to create things and and do um robotics and things like that so we're on a different path so they 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 don't ever feel like left out or anything because you guys are going all over the place with keegan for his travel sports 
No, because we entice them with grandma and fun times with grandma and grandpa. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. That would totally work yes. for my kids, too, actually. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> that We're like, uh, do you want to hang out with grandma and grandpa or do you want to sit at a baseball field for 10 hours in the hot sun and, you know, barely have anything to drink and eat? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, grandma and grandpa's. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Number five, Stephanie, you want to go over that one? Yes. Number five is to understand all the hidden expenses of travel ball. So first, I would just want to mention the organization cost or your team cost or whatever. Like that is just like the tip of the iceberg because that is not even comparable to the rest of it. Then we have our hotels. We have our gas, uh, the wear and tear on your vehicles because you're going to be traveling all these distances. Then we have all the equipment. Your bats, your gloves, your sliding gloves, elbow guards, molded cleats, metal cleats, turf shoes. Um, And of course, yeah, your lots and lots and lots of batting gloves because um, they're going to, of course, slide through them. Um, What else? And bats. Let's go with bats again because some of those bats can be very expensive, $300 and above. And if you have your wooden bats, um, yes, you break through those quite a bit. So besides all the equipment, you have hours missed at work because, of course, these tournaments start sometimes on Thursday night and Friday. So you got to take off your Thursday and then your Friday. And if you're thinking um, travel ball is somehow an investment for your future college scholarship, (laughs) You're probably wrong. Like, I get it. I get it. We are all going towards the goal of, like, them playing D1 um, and then going beyond that to do, you know, MLB and things like that. I wish it was that easy. But, you know, when you think of the numbers, um, it's very slim. But that's okay. You can still support your kid and, and have them do whatever they want for their future. But if you're thinking that all of this money going into your travel ball is is their investment, it's not, I mean, not into, you know, their scholarship. It's not going to go there, but the investment is going to go in other places for sure. Yeah. Yeah. People say that if, if, if you really just want to save money for college or to have money to help pay for college, you're probably better off just setting that money aside every year Mm -hmm. and saving it up and then handing it to them when they go to college and then maybe just pay for, uh, you know, some private lessons and things like that to help get their skill levels up. So there's got to be more to it than that. Like you have to enjoy this process. Your kid has to really right. want to play a ton of ball. Right. You're do- They have to want to do it. That's what I, I always say that they need to yeah. want to do it. You cannot force them to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Well, and that perfectly takes us to number six, which is things we wish we knew to- that you really need to be careful not to overdo it. Um, I know several kids. I'm sure Stephanie knows kids that started out playing a ton of travel ball when they were younger and very quickly burning out and saying, "Mm, this is too much. I need summer to like hang out at the pool and um, and to hang out with my friends and to go fishing. And like they just miss out on so many other things because they are so busy. Um, Keegan and Xander are not that way. Max is not that way. So they still play travel baseball. But if you really Mm -hmm. if your kid really loves baseball, but you see them not wanting to go to practices anymore or, you know, upset that they have another tournament coming up this weekend. Maybe it's time to to slow things down and take mm-hmm. a couple of years off or whatever, because you absolutely can. And, and if they're like that and will burn them out, this is supposed to be fun. Um, and like Stephanie said, the kids should should really be like in the driver's seat for wanting to play travel ball. And and if they're not 100% in, like, don't do it. Really, <laughs> don't do it. Or they, right. they won't even make it to high school ball. They'll, they'll burn out Mm-mm. beforehand. 
Yeah, so moving on to number seven, um, another thing that we wish we would have known, how you should keep a mom bag well-stocked for tournaments. <laughs> um, these are kind of going to be like, oh, we did do an episode. We did our episode seven, Moms and Game Day Essentials. And so this is pretty much kind of our favorite things that we kind of must have. Um, so Diana also wrote on here, her April bag has included <laughs> a portable charger blanket, the Mombi. We both love the Mombi. Yeah. It's a waterproof um, blanket slash cape. Um, and it's amazing. Um, an umbrella, hot hands, water bottle, and cash. But uh, I will also put on there a nice comfy chair. Oh. And when my kids were younger, uh, we had to have a wagon because guess what? I am not the mule and I'm not carrying everything. So I need to have a wagon to put all of my junk in, which makes it so much easier to carry it in and out. And um, then we have snacks and lots of drinks and the cooler and all of those things. Yeah. Too. Get, a, get a wagon right away because it's, it's going to be a great investment. It, Absolutely. Along those lines, do you have a weather pod, Stephanie? I do not. Those are like a new thing, Diana. And I'm still I'm still unsure. Like it looks cool. But then I'm like, is your face in front of you like the is it going to get all fogged up? Yeah. A lot of times they do unzip that part. But I just okay. I feel like if I were starting all over from day one, because that's what this is all about. I think I would buy one. I yeah. I, I almost <laughs> feel like right now it's like but I've suffered through it for so long. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, it it, it, right. it it also adds, like, if you're an introvert and you can only handle so much socially, like, socializing, <laughs> totally. like, you can totally just put yourself just in there and up. zip it up. And, like, <laughs> that could be great sometimes. It really could. If you're the game changer uh, person and oh, you can't totally. focus on five totally. things at once, get yourself a weather pod <laughs> and zip it up. And, you know, people get the point, I hope. But um, uh-huh. I just feel like, I don't know. I, my mombi, I feel like I already invested in the mombi and... It's just one more thing that I'm going to end up. I don't know. I don't know. I just can't see myself doing it. I've never seen anyone at a high school game with it. So I think I would feel weird there. Have you? I did. Yes. That's you why did. I just saw somebody. But then oh. I also, yes. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool because it was super windy out. And of course, I was dying out there. <laughs> but they, we have bleachers. And I was like, it's so cold. But I, I will just watch the end of this game. Um, but they had the weather pod. And I was like, that would be nice. But then I tried to watch the guy fold it up. And it was a good 10 <laughs> minutes. Like, it took him... <laughs> A good 10 minutes to fold that pot up. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would not be able to do it. So I would just like roll it into a ball and shove it in my van. Yeah. And yeah. it's wet. You don't want right? to fold it up and leave it like that. So, yeah, most people just kind of like make it flat and then like throw it in the back of their vehicle because um, mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. it, it's a process. But anyway, something to consider if you're new to this and you feel like your kid's going to be doing an outdoor sport and you live. Um, you don't live in Southern California or Texas or Florida or Florida, maybe even in Florida, because <laughs> I feel like it rains a lot and it might be nice. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then when you go into the summer, though, of course, we need our sunscreen, bug spray, um, those little uh, towels, the water towels. What are they called? Frog togs, um, propel packets, an umbrella, or even if someone on your team can invest in like a canopy because, man, those are like lifesavers. Yeah. In in my opinion, the best thing to do with a canopy is to make good friends with someone with a canopy. And then you don't <laughs> yes. have to lug it around. But they might let you sit under it, bring them snacks yes. or something. <laughs> yes. And then I will share my canopy. If you got snacks, I am all in. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's not everybody needs one, but make friends with somebody that does have one. Yeah. Absolutely. But your team does need more than one, though, too. You can't all mm-hmm. hog it for one family. <laughs> 
We could try. (laughs) So number eight, and this is me mostly because I regret that I did not do this. I have very, very few pictures of my kids, like in their first years of baseball, in their first few years of Little League, and in their even in their first year um, when they played on an 8U travel team together and they were six and eight and they were the most adorable thing ever. I have literally like three pictures. And so I wish I would have known how much I love like those and cherish those few pictures that I do have. So like mm-hmm. take all the pictures of your adorable little peewees um, in elastic baseball pants and... Um, because you're going to cherish those a lot more than the 500,000 that you have of them when they're playing, when they're older. It's just not as cute. They're nice and they're appreciated, I know. but it's not the well, same. And they just, <laughs> yeah, they grow up to be like a man child so quickly. Like puberty really like does a number and you're like, what just happened? And so like, it's nice to see that little progression and, and when they're so cute. Yeah. So yes, they take the pictures. I totally agree. Okay, and number nine we have is how incredibly rewarding this experience can be. So like not only for your child in the relationships they make and meeting so many new people outside of your community and um, talking about baseball and things like that. And, you know, some of my best friends are my baseball moms because they just get it. So you can talk about things. You can complain about things. You could say, what did you do here in this family relationship? Like, it really does tie you. You see these people every single weekend. You know what's going on in their family. You know their kids. Like you just bond so well with them that it's it's such a great relationship and it's such a rewarding experience. Absolutely. And I know Stephanie and I have both talked to our kids. They say that they wouldn't they wouldn't trade it for anything. Um and if you listen to episode 100, our last one, that was what Keegan said was his favorite part about travel ball right was that he was just Mm -hmm. connecting with kids from all over the place so it really is something special Um, and it's not even just the baseball it's all the in-betweens I like to think that the in-between moments are sometimes more special Um, I can't remember if we've talked about it or not but there's a clip of somebody who's like I want to say I'm sorry I don't have much information my brother showed it to me it was a video of I want to say it was a college player being interviewed after his very last competition um and the, they ask what he's going to miss the most. And he puts his head down and he gets all choked up. And I want to say even maybe starts crying. And after like a 10, 15 second break, he said eating dinner with the team. And what he meant was like, Aww. you know, like going out to dinner with the team. And it's like all that team time. It's not even, you know, the games on the field. It's 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 all that like quality right. time that you spend with everybody in between the wiffle ball games and the parking lots and the team dinners. Um, you know, running around the hotels, causing trouble like that, that all that stuff is your kids are going to cherish those memories and you as your family um, are going to cherish those memories. So we talk about all the negatives a lot, but obviously we do this. We love it. And I think the positives Mm -hmm. have outweighed the negatives for us. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up our episode. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms and Baseball. Make sure you join our Facebook group, Parents and Baseball, where we discuss everything about baseball. Feel free to post a question or if you want to post something funny about baseball, we're all about it. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your friends. We would love to hear from you. Also, please consider taking a moment to leave a five-star review if you would like to hear more. Until then, have fun at the field. We'll see you next time. Uh, My middle child.
child, he did Little League, and he enjoys it, but he is not a competitive person, and this is not his sport. Baseball is not his sport. And then my youngest did T-ball, and he was horrible. He did not (laughs) like it at all. Well, There was, I know, it was like his swing, he was like chopping wood. I don't, it was, it was bad. We did work with him. He just, he didn't like it. You know, (laughs) he went to so many baseball games that I think he was like, no, thank you. (laughs) 